Good morning. Thank you for joining us for worship with Wellington Heights Community Church. If you're joining us for the first time, we want to extend a particularly warm welcome to you and whomever that you are watching with in your home. We have a few announcements before we are going to get started with worship today. The first is that the foundation repair work on the church building is officially underway. Praise God for his faithfulness and we are so thankful for your generosity. Your generosity has allowed us to purchase and repair and restore the beloved Paul Engel Center building in the Wellington Heights neighborhood. Now this will be used as the church home and also a space for our Wellington Heights neighborhood engagement program to reside and operate out of. An update on the Building Hope campaign. This past week, First Lutheran Church gave $20,000 towards this campaign for the cost to restore and repair the building. We want to say a special thank you to the generosity of First Lutheran Church on 3rd Avenue. Now the end of the year is approaching and as you consider where you're going to be giving your end of the year gift, we ask that you consider making a financial gift towards the Building Hope campaign with Wellington Heights Community Church to reach our goal of $300,000. As of today, $180,000 has been raised since launching the campaign in August. We want to say a special thank you to all of those of you who have contributed your time and your resources towards um, the Building Hope campaign. Another note, today is Pledge Sunday, so you will be receiving an email in the digital newsletter today just asking you to prayerfully consider your monthly or quarterly or weekly giving for 2022. This will help us as we plan our church budget and look at what we'll be offering as a ministry in the upcoming year. Again, we are humbled by your support and by your generosity. Keep an eye out in your um, email boxes for that digital newsletter with the pledge options. Now, I can hardly believe it, but Advent begins next Sunday. So we invite you to join us each Sunday during Advent to prepare for the coming of Christ. Services will be at 10 a.m. and our Christmas Eve service will be at 4 p.m. on Christmas Eve. Now, Ashley, our children's ministry coordinator, is going to be delivering our Advent at home bags for families to utilize during the Advent season. And she is going to be delivering those this Tuesday. So if you haven't signed up yet, please either comment below or email Ashley at ashley at Wellington Heights Community Church org to receive your bag. Now, they're going to be packed with crafts with our family Advent devotional, hot chocolate, some glow stick candles, and a lot of other good things to help you engage in some spiritual practices as we prepare for the coming of Christ. We are also thrilled to announce that we are hosting our first Christmas store on December 11th from 1 to 3 p.m. at the church building. We are totally blown away by your generosity. Since announcing the Christmas store, we received in two days 60 gifts donated for the Christmas store. Now, you might be wondering, well, why the Christmas store? So we are taking donations of new gifts for the store that will be sold at 80 to 90% off 
for families to come and purchase the gifts that they would like to give their children this Christmas season. And we believe in the power of mutuality and empowerment and giving the gift of dignity by allowing parents to make their own purchases and pick out their own gifts this Christmas season at a price that's affordable, right? And we still have a few remaining tickets for the Christmas store. So if you'd like to shop, please call the church to sign up and we'll send you a ticket. A ticket is required to shop that day. And if you're interested in volunteering, please reach out to me at Stephanie at Wellington Heights Community Church org and i'll also have us put our amazon wish list in the comment section right now so that way you can click on it and see what gifts we still may be needing for this store now before we transition and open with prayer and worship for our service together um, pastor kian and i have some difficult news that we wanted to share with you this past saturday morning one of our beloved congregants tiara white passed away unexpectedly due to COVID-19. Now, Tiara, she was a dedicated mom to her four children, Keith, Kiera, Cantrell, and Keandre. She loved them very, very much, and it was evident to all who knew Tiara. And if you knew Tiara, you knew that she was a protector of those that she loved and cared about, and she had always had words of encouragement to share with those that she was around. And I um, quite frequently benefited from Tierra's words of encouragement. All, a lot of the times my phone would light up and it'd be a message from Tierra just sharing a message of encouragement for me and saying that she was praying for me. And what a gift that it was to know Tierra and to be in community with her. The funeral is um, still being planned and it will be held at a later date due to COVID. But if you would like to know how you can come around Tierra's sister, Tashay, and her husband, Brandon, her mother, Carmela, and her four children, please contact Pastor Keon and myself and we'll let you know how you can be a blessing to this family in this time. Now, will you join me in praying the opening prayer together as we are looking to God in our grief in the sudden passing of Tierra, And we also want to extend our thoughts and our prayers and our support to Tierra's family in this time. Will you join me by reading aloud the opening prayer? Let's join together in prayer. Jesus said, Come to me, all you who are struggling hard and carrying heavy loads, and I will give you rest. May we come to you in our need and in our pain. Today, may we find rest for our soul and understand the depth of your love for us. Amen. Hey, too.
Will you join me in the call and response prayer? You can pray aloud the words that are in bold. Let's join together in prayer. Loving God, you have reconciled us in Christ Jesus and have given us the ministry of reconciliation. All too often we keep a record of wrongs. It is your nature to forgive. We tend to let wounds fester. You offer love and healing. We tend to get stuck in bitterness and pain. You embody freedom. Come now into the places where our hearts have been wounded, where we have been betrayed or abandoned or disrespected or overlooked or misunderstood. Come now into the dark parts of us that want revenge, that want our enemies to suffer, that want to keep a list of wrongs, that want to defend ourselves, that want to prove how good or strong we are. Replace our pride and bitterness with your reconciling love. Forgive us for the times we have wronged others, whether by ignorance, neglect, or intention. Forgive us for the times we talk about your love, but do not put your love into action. Forgive us for the times we cause division instead of being people of peace. Forgive us for the times we judge and condemn rather than recognizing our own brokenness and need for you. Grant us a gracious spirit, both extending forgiveness and receiving forgiveness, wholeness and redemption, peace and life are in forgiveness and in forgiving we are forgiven. Amen. Our scripture reading today comes from 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verses 17 through 20. Therefore, if anyone is in, in Christ, the new creation has come. The old has gone, the new is here. All this is from God, who reconciled us to himself through Christ and gave us the ministry of reconciliation that God was reconciling the world to himself in Christ, not counting people's sins against them, and he has committed to us the message of reconciliation. We are therefore Christ's ambassadors, as though God were making his appeal through us. We implore you on Christ's behalf, be reconciled to God. This is the word of God for the people of God. The Hutus and the Tutsis, China and Japan, Israel and Iran, uh, Native Americans and, and Americans of European descent, Black and White, Democrat and Republican. What are all of these entities have in common? They are all out of step with each other. And 
in the last month or so, we have been on this journey of reconciliation, right? This uh, turning to God and, and turning to each other and walking out a journey of reconciliation. And we've heard scriptures like the, this scripture right here in Ephesians chapter 2. And, and Paul says this. He says this about Jesus. For he himself is our peace who has made us both one and has broken down in his flesh the dividing wall of hostility that he might create in himself one new man in place of the two, so making peace and might reconcile us both to God in one body through the cross, thereby killing the wall of hostility between Jews and Gentiles, masters and slaves, men and women. But as we look at a, a, a verse like this, we look at texts like this, and then we look at the world, a question is posed, if Jesus tore down the wall of hostility, why does it seem like hostility is alive and well? And we're going to get to that question. But I wanted to kind of address this first. A lot of times this text is interpreted uh, to, to say that if, if Jesus uh, did do that, then mentioning divides actually make us divided. Like if Jesus... Uh, 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 has done the work in us, why are we still talking about Jews and Gentiles, men and women, black and white? That just gets us away from the, 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 the work in, in, in proclaiming Jesus. But that is so far from the truth. This is what this text is talking about. The scripture wasn't meant to say that uh, there is no work to be done between Jews and Gentiles men and women, and so on. It's actually saying the opposite. It's saying y'all have a lot to work out. This, this scripture was not throwing away culture and perspective. When Paul says that there is no Jew or Gentile man or woman and that we are one in Christ, he isn't saying that race or gender has been replaced by our, our uh, new life with Christ. As as far as I know, I was a black man before I knew Christ, and I am a black man now. The scripture is actually calling us to tear down power structures and calling for us to reconcile. There, through Christ, there is no more the power structure between men and women, Jews and Gentiles. So now that we are called to follow Jesus and love one another, we have uh, some repenting to do. We have some repairing to do. We have some reconciliation to happen between one another. So someone uh, once asked me, um, Keon, there's a lot of talk between uh, racial reconciliation and, and things like that. And I believe that uh, reconciliation is already in us. And why are we talking about it? Why are we talking about reconciliation when it already happened through Christ? And I believe uh, I believe that the reality is Christ is in us and we have the power to, to reconcile. But we're like a car that has never been left the garage. Like the car could be an amazing car. You can talk about the car. You can read the, mat, the owner's manner. You can know all about the car. But if you never take that car out, the car will never actually live out its, its, its calling to be a car. And there's, there's a reality that so many of us, 
can talk about reconciliation, can talk about the, the, the passion of Jesus and, and, and what Jesus wants us to do. But we can't just talk about reconciliation and not act it out. We can't talk about the car and not drive it, right? We can't say we love Jesus and we love the gospel and not walk it out. God so loved the world that he didn't just talk about it. He had to be about it. He, he walked it out. He, he in and through Jesus incarnated, put on flesh, walked among the poor. He showed the kingdom of God to whoever was on his path. And he died on the cross for us, for our sins, uh, to, to bring back uh, the, the relationship with God and each other and the rest of creation. I fear that our view of the gospel of Jesus and his mission for us to join him has become so narrow that we have dwindled it down to a new set of rules to follow instead of a person to follow. We are so excited and so anxious to label people as right and wrong that we have forgotten God's call for us to journey with people no matter where they are in their journey with Christ. We have individualized the work of Jesus, the work that Jesus has done on the cross. We have forgotten God's mission. And what is God's mission? Is it to save us from the punishment of sin? Yes. Is it to bring us into right relationship with Yahweh? Yes. Is it to bring about reconciliation between any divides that humans have made in this world? Yes. Is it to bring heaven and earth back together again? Yes. Is it to heal and restore all creation both now and forever? Yes. Is it for all creation to know that Yahweh is God and to glorify him as the most high God? Yes. All of these are a yes. But what we have done as we have divided and, and, and centered and pit, pitted these missions against each other. This is what we mean by the holistic gospel in a sense of all of these missions, uh, all of these goals of God uh, have to be walked out by us. We get to join him uh, in, in, in fulfilling these uh, missions, right? But because we have divided these things, many of us are ill-equipped. Uh, to walk with someone who, who have a different doctrine to them or who have a different um, uh, viewpoint. Listen, what you are called to do is not to change people or, or give a verdict on whether they are walking right in the sight of God. That's not your calling. Your job is simply to love them and walk with people on the journey to eternal life. That's your job. We get to join God's mission to reconcile and restore all things and make all things new, restoring all things back to God. This is why building peace and justice and reconciliation is not a sideshow for us. We are really about that life. Reconciliation uh, is, is getting to the heart of the gospel. It's the gospel in action, the gospel in motion. We can't just sit back and be happy that we are in Christ. That's not following Jesus. We, we have to proclaim and demonstrate uh, the, the, uh, Jesus with our mouths and our hands and our presence, right? The world is waiting 
for the church to show them the reconciling power of Jesus. They're looking to the church to show them how Jesus would handle justice issues, race issues, inequity issues, inequality issues. See, when we say that reconciliation, racial reconciliation, um, equity, uh, hunger, uh, all of these things, when we say those things are side issues and secondary, secondary to the gospel, we're saying at least three things. We're, we're revealing three things about our theology. Number one, we are revealing that our understanding of the gospel of Jesus is incomplete and narrow. Number two, we are saying that there are things that God doesn't deal with or the gospel doesn't touch on. And number three, we are handing off the issues that the church is supposed to be responsible for and we're handing them off to the world. God has called the church to love and care for all, but we have handed a lot of these issues, a lot of these reconcil reconciliation issues to the world. Just think about it. Lots of nonprofits and government programs exist because the church doesn't. Now, I'm not saying that uh, nonprofits shouldn't exist. Um, I've worked for nonprofits and I think that God is using them. I think that there's a lot of good that's, that's happening. And I'm not saying that the government shouldn't do uh, anything as well. But what I am saying is when you look at what the church is supposed to do and what we're called to, we're called to do those things that those organizations are doing. We are saying, when we say that reconciliation and racial reconciliation and things like that are side issues, we are saying that the church is too busy preaching Jesus. Go ahead, fix those problems of climate change or hunger, or sickness. Those aren't, the, those aren't the, the issues of God. Those are secondary issues. It's interesting that the reality that we know our agency, we know what we're called to do, right? Um, we are agents of reconciliation and restoration. We see in John 6 that Jesus preached to the crowd of, of 5,000 plus, right? And he noticed that they were hungry afterwards. And Jesus didn't just say, well, I preached the kingdom of God. I preached the gospel. And so I'm about to head out. No, Jesus saw them and then he fed them, right? Through a miracle, uh, uh, five loaves and two fish, right? Jesus preached the kingdom of God and then he showed them the truth of the kingdom of God. Listen, God's mission is uh, to heal and reconcile people to each other and to God. And God's mission is also our mission. Listen to what Paul says in our scripture reading today. It says, therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old has passed. Behold, the new has come. All this is from God, who through Christ reconciled us to himself and gave us the ministry of reconciliation. That is, in Christ, God was reconciling the world to himself. The ministry, as, as uh, articulated by Paul, is not just about individual salvation. It's, it's about facing divisions and restoring people in, in their relationships with one another, with God and with God, right? 
It's, it's about joining God in the mission of reconciliation and being bridge builders and, and bring, uh, bringing down the, the dividing walls of hostility between individuals and groups, right? There's, there's so much to uh, the, the motion and the, and, and the action of the gospel. See, true atonement and true holiness, it, it places us on a journey to make real the reconciling love of God in, in our lives and to heal our broken communities across the globe. Our mission is to walk the path by which all things come together. When, when talking about uh, Wellington Heights Community Church with, with uh, people, a lot of times people um, try to uh, figure us out or try to put us in a box, right? They say, they ask questions like, are you a justice-focused church? Are you a holiness church? Are you a feel-good church? Are you a, uh, are you a, a discipleship church? Are you uh, focused on the next generation? Is there space for older uh, generation? Are, are you a black church? Are you a white church? Are you a Latino church? And our, our answer to that question is, we are a holistic gospel-centered church. We are called to be flexible and follow the flow of the Spirit, going the speed of the Spirit, not the speed of the consumer's demand. Our ministry is not bound or tied to the tithe. Everyone in our community wants to see God move even more in our community. We are unashamedly and intentionally Multicultural, multi-social economic, and you can find people of all denominations worshiping with us and, 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 and serving and coming alongside the community with us. We are called to be the church, uh, the, the changing agent of the world, the, the light and the salt. We, we move forward following Jesus uh, by his spirit. And we in all that we do, we, we don't take steps without Jesus. Do we make mistakes? Absolutely. But we repent and we move forward following Jesus. See, we are beggars showing beggars where the bread is. Where the bread is. We, we receive all who have been rejected by the church and by the world. We here at Wellington Heights Community Church, we believe we are all welcome to the table of God and partake of the bread of life. Listen, I don't know where you are in your views uh, of Jesus. Um, I don't know where you are in your walk with Jesus. But I do want to say this. There is a creator that, that wants to be with you, that, that, that's created you with purpose. God knows you will. God wants to invite you into eternal life, everlasting life with him, walking with the creator of the world. And God has a job for you. And it might not be what you think it is, right? It's not simply just being a good person. If that were the case, I'm out and, and you're out as well. Your only job is to trust, trust God. Draw near to God. And he will transform you and move you and form you into Christ likeness. There's a creator of the world and, and he wants to know you. You weren't made to aimlessly uh, walk this world. You have purpose. You weren't here to, you weren't made to 
uh, hold bitterness in, there is peace. You're not here to defend God or sound the alarm. You are here to experience the love of God and you are here to give that love of God. But you can't fully give uh, the, the love of God if you aren't willing to accept it or if you're not willing to walk in it. So wherever you are in your relationship with God, would you, would you pray with me and make these words your own? God, I need you in my life. I, I want to follow you. Forgive me for the wrongs that I have done. I want to be an agent of, of justice and change. I want to see who you really are and, and see the power that you promised, the love that you promised, the peace that you promised. I want to see my life change. I want to see my family change, and I want to see uh, my community change. I will walk with you. Please, please, God, walk with us. Thank you, God, for all that you've given us. Thank you for the reconciliation that we get to join you in. Uh, God, thank you for making us agents of reconciliation and change in our communities. Please, please draw near to us and give us the power to draw near to you. Thank you for your reconciling and restoring love. We ask these things, we pray these things in Jesus' name. Will you join me in a time of prayer? I invite you to pray aloud the sections that are in bold. Let us pray together. Eternal God, we thank you for the gift of reconciliation. We pray for unity in the body of Christ. Remind us of our common foundation in Christ. May we grow together in faith and in love. Build us together in Christ. Send down your spirit so that we may be guided and strengthened to work towards peace and reconciliation in all areas of our lives. May we be reminded of your peace that passes all understanding. Build us together in Christ. We pray for all those who are experiencing change, loss, or hardship reconciliation or conflict. May we know the nearness of your love. Build us together in Christ. We pray for all those who are experiencing change, loss or hardship, reconciliation or conflict. May we know the nearness of your love. Build us together in Christ. We pray for those who are mourning the loss of loved ones. The family of Tierra White and her children, Keith, Kiera, Kentrell, and Keandre. The family of Anthony Bashirs and his daughter, Ashley Monahan, son-in-law, Miles, and grandchildren, Brendan and Brooklyn. May your comfort and love be near to these families and all those who are suffering. May we hold space for one another's pain and grief. Build us together in Christ. We thank you for all your gifts of creation. Teach us to share with others our time, our energy, our resources, and our love. 
Make us sensitive and responsive to the pain and needs of others. May we be faithful to our calling as ambassadors of reconciliation. May we give our whole life to Christ. Amen. May we go as ambassadors of Christ's ministry of reconciliation to the world around us. May we go in peace, and we invite you to take some time to share a message of peace in the comment section with one another. And we hope to see you next week at 10 a.m. as we begin our Advent journey together. May God's peace be with you. Hey, thank you so much for listening. Remember to turn on your notifications to be the first to listen to future episodes. Also, be sure to like and share this podcast and follow us on Facebook and Instagram. We are relying upon the benevolent gifts of donors to continue our ministry in an urban setting. So if you are compelled to give, please give a gift at donorbox.org backslash WHCC. Hey, thank you and be blessed.